The Babylon Project was our last, best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last, best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 51, Voices of Authority, in which Marcus and Ivanova search for allies in the war against the shadows, and the Clark administration attempts to tighten its grip on the station. Welcome back to The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast in which uh, uh, we explore the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990s sci-fi television program, Babylon 5. Is this your first day? Yeah, right. Yeah. Welcome to episode one. Uh... (laughs) Good grief! What a what a struggle of an of what a struggle of an introduction to go with the struggle of an episode. Did now I you say, say it? Did now I say you say it? your name? Yeah, uh, my name is John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my effervescent co-host, <laughs> Chris Tatro. Wow! Uh, God bless. You know, we are way off track. We're we're what thirty five seconds in here, and yeah, the rails are yeah. far behind us. Whew. Sorry, folks. Mm. You know, trying to bring a professional uh, professional standard to the game and. You know, sometimes you just don't make it. Even Terry Gross has off days. Uh, uh, yeah. No, actually, I don't believe that's that. That isn't true. No, she's never had an off day in her life. No. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, we're um, uh, we're we're looking here at uh, Babylon Five, Season Three, Episode Five, which is called "Voices of Authority." Voices of you will respect my authority. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, a very strange episode. Almost certainly the kind of episode that would be... We talked about this a few episodes ago in Convictions, that uh, if if we were in a prestige format, the, the Ivanova A story is going to become a B story somewhere else. And the the um, the political story probably doesn't get done, or it gets done in some other kind of in some other kind of way. It it would never be given that much time. Right. This this definitely felt a lot like there were two or three B or C stories stitched together uh, yeah. into into an episode proper. Um, you know, part of it is that I think that these are this is all set up. This is set up for yeah. stuff that's going to become more important down the road. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the whole thing with the first ones, you know, okay, we, we need that and yep. set up for whatever's going to happen down the line. The stuff with the Night Watch, you know, I, it's reinforcement. I think we already knew what the yeah. Night Watch was all about. We already have their perspective on things. I don't know that we learned anything more about them. Uh, but maybe it's just more, you know, more reinforcement of of how dire things are going to be under the Clark administration. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, it's it, it didn't. This episode didn't really fit for me because, you know, as you say, it felt like there we weren't doing anything new, just sort of more reinforcement or more, you know, more of the setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, the um, 
after the extraordinary character study of the last episode, to have this one be, at least to me, mm-hmm. mostly about plot and not really moving it along very quickly, you know, this this didn't land. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this, this was, didn't a, land this was supposed to air before, um, you know, passing through Gethsemane. Oh, uh, I see. You know, and, and the, the order got switched around for... Maybe it's a visual effects reason. I can't recall exactly what it was. I think it was that. Uh, it took longer to get the the effects done, uh, but it, it, that so that would have been an interesting kind of interesting break between this and and I believe the next episode. I, I you know it, although it's not a two parter. Uh, from what I've seen, I think this ties more directly into Dust to Dust, which is going to come next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that might have been. That might have been a more, especially since we we said last week, passing through Gethsemane, didn't really involve our main cast at all. They were right. you know, off doing other things. Okay, well that explains it. They're dealing with you know all you know the Night Watch and and you know weird tiki mask uh, first ones and all of that. Yeah, um, sort of. Yeah, that that effect was not a good effect. Yeah, that was very odd. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, g- given how. Uh, <laughs> sort of disco awesome the first one's ship was mm-hmm. I mean yeah. what on earth do they even make those drugs anymore <laughs> I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it's like that's a great ship but yeah. god bless somebody took right. the mothership like ayahuasca from, yeah take the mothership from close encounters and you know Turn it seven more notches to the to the disco crazy, and yeah, you've got, right. You've got this, you know, this ship. Right. Uh, what a wild ship. Yeah. I yeah. It was... And I loved its. Uh, I loved its. Uh, uh, you know, space lightning. <laughs> uh, um, um, jump, jump point effect. Yes. Yeah. It definitely yeah. looked a lot different <clears throat> than than anything else we've seen, and, and I think that's the point because these are the first ones. We want yeah. the ships to look as as alien and as um, unrelatable as possible they are yeah they are distant they are you know something from the dawn of time they're nothing we can relate to right so yeah the ship the different void uh, different jump gate all of those things were were terrific and then you yeah. get the face okay well I, maybe it's a psychic projection relating to you know anthropomorphic you know beings that are talking to it um yeah, but maybe. then the way that the way that Ivanova interacts with it and the the sort of taunting that it right. falls for that <clears throat> that if you're trying to establish these these beings you know these chthonic beings from the dawn of time that are great you, know, you don't <laughs> right. just sort of you don't you know have them come up short in a penis measuring contest and, right. yeah, and it, get them it was on your side a that cheap way. parlor trick yeah. on Ivanova's part right yeah. Yeah, I it worked. It did. It did. But I wish that there had been, you know, I wish we'd seen a different angle of Ivanova's diplomacy. Yeah, um, right. Rather right. than rather than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, uh, I have really nothing to say about the Kahiki, you know, the you know the Tiki mask. I mean, yeah. it was like they were channeling some of the dark, dark aesthetic reaches of the 70s in At this episode give us the floating talking head of you know, abraham lincoln or something i mean that would be better right yeah 
Right. Yeah, I found so much of this episode I just found really strange. Yeah. You know, I found that ship to be strange. Not bad, but no, strange. I, I found yeah. the tiki mask yep. strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't alien and distant enough for my taste. That's that's what it really boils down to. R- right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you almost want, uh, like, uh, like you want the ship to look sort of like the the Space Mormons ship from the original Battlestar Galactica. Do you remember okay. that? It looked I like a... don't, it, but I'll it, definitely it, look it up it, and put it, it in the show notes. Yeah, it looked like this sort of big crystal, like, imagine if you put Emerald City in space. Okay, okay. yes. And it's all, yep. but it's all crystal and mm-hmm. kind of white and... It makes these kind of noises. Oh, oh yes, right? I do remember that now. Yes. Right, okay. right. Okay, so you see what I mean? Right, right. right. Uh, and, and we talked a couple of episodes ago about Space 1999. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic of that needs to be in this. Mm-hmm. Everyone that the that the Moonbase Alpha is interacting with are, are all these sort of extremely remote mm. and, and forbidding kind of aliens, even if they look like people. Mm-hmm. They have these these kind of weird buildings and all this kind of stuff. Or think about maybe um, Baylock from the uh, from the you know uh, Clint Howard, the episode of Star Trek: The Original oh, Series, yes, where the the corporal might maneuver. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know where the Enterprise is confronted with this giant this giant ship, and this yep. you know yeah um, you know often often these shows all of them the ones that we love the ones that we don't love. Uh, they'll get it right sometimes, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll miss by a mile. Yep. And yeah, that tiki mask thing, God mm-hmm. bless. But I like yeah. the ship. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, it was nice to see Marcus. I was beginning to wonder, God, does he even? He's in the credits. <laughs> you know, are we even going to see him again? Yeah, we had three and, episodes uh, without him. He was off doing rangery yeah, things, rangering about. Yes, right? ranging. Yeah. That's Speaking the... of rangering about. Um, mm-hmm. I rather liked Shakar's uh, uh, putting putting Delenn, mm-hmm. you know, uh, un- under the hot lights. Right. Right. You know, I wonder, Delenn, if you know anything about all this human Mimbari mm-hmm. collaboration, which really doesn't make any sense. And you certainly have been spending a great deal of time with the captain. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to see that Shakar's network on Babylon 5 <laughs> hasn't collapsed. Right and right. I mean, he still, he he still sees you know what he needs to see. He's still, yeah. uh, you know, he's still doing, you know, Jakar kinds of things, right? Yeah, and we established long ago that Jakar is is the one who's going to put all the pieces together. You know, back when he first knew about you know the old ones that were out there around the captain, the plant, the captain's woman. You know, had gone to. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> yeah, knows, right. he knows more about, and, and he's, he's always making these kinds of connections uh, to what's going on out there. He's the one, he, you know, he found the shadows in, in the book of, uh, of uh, Jaquan. Book of Jaquan, yeah. yeah he, uh, you know, it's, it's not good to leave him with a question that's itching at the back of his, of his brain. Right. Because as right. he says, I will find out. That's right, and you know, we know he will, absolutely and Delenn knows he will. Delenn does, and and Garibaldi does, and Garibaldi does. Yeah, I thought that was a nice, 
That was just about the Garibaldi Jacquard. The mm-hmm. two interchanges mm-hmm. uh, between them, I thought, were about the best thing on this show, mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, you know, we were, we've never been friends, Mr. Garibaldi, but we've never been strangers before. Mm. Right. I thought that was a nice, I thought that was a nice touch. You know, that Shakar yeah. sees in Garibaldi a kindred spirit. And they're, they're a lot alike in, in, in a lot of ways, I think. They're, they're, right. They have the same sort of basic attitudes, basic feelings about, you know, they're distrustful, they're, you know, they're clever, they're, they're trying to you know, uncover the secrets of what's going on. I think they, they, right. they match in temperament in a lot of ways. Right. They can be inspiring if they need to be. Mm-hmm. Right. They are, um, you know, they're suspicious. They're also sometimes a bit loner-y. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're not taking Jakar and marginalizing him. And it's always nice to watch Mira Furland squirm, <laughs> right? Because, ah. you know, we were talking in the pre-show, well, Mimbari don't lie. She didn't lie, but having to evade without lying, you know, mm. you know re- requires a great deal of mental effort. Right. She was definitely very uncomfortable with the position that she'd been put in here right. where she right. has to avoid telling the truth to someone that, that you know, she's worked with very closely since the occupation began or, or right. even you know, since the war began. Uh, they've, you know, they've, they've come to trust Jakar uh, considerably. Right. And, and she doesn't want to betray that, but at the same time, right. you know, she's, she's juggling these, these levels of responsibility in a lot of the same ways that we saw Lanier juggling different responsibilities to clan, to people, to right. all of Minbar, to Delen directly uh, in the right. past. Uh, she's, she's, she's trying to weigh all of those things, and I don't think she's able to, to, to come to a conclusion or come to a decision about uh, what to do about it. And so she, you know, she flees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? So right. how, how do I get out of the scene as quickly as possible? Um, and I've got to go see a man about a dog. Exactly. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, I have to go wash my hair, uh, which I don't know how to do. Right. right. You know, right. this kind of. Th- yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, so I like that. Uh, the other exchange that I that I liked was uh, uh, Drawl and Ivanova. Uh, Drawl. Draw the return of the great John Shuck. The return of John Shuck. Uh, yeah, give me more. Draw. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was. Um, uh, uh, I, I had stepped out of visual range of the uh, television for, for ten seconds when when he when he came on, uh-huh. and and I, I I heard him, and of course I didn't immediately picture him as draw. I pictured him as the Klingon ambassador. <laughs> You you attacked Crotus One on a journey to Earth on a mission of peace. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, yep. oh my God, there's no there's no scenery left. No, cut. All bring gone. in some scenery for John. That's that's you why know? you can't have him in yeah. too many episodes. He's burning through the budget. That's right. Yeah. yeah, we already know that that they spend most of their money on digital effects. Yeah. The bouncing steel or steel girders, you know, yeah. <laughs> notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to what we said last season, where we wished 
that uh, when we when we got Caitlin Brown back, you know, that we wished that she had passed by, uh, you know, passed in the hallway by um, Natoth. Yes, and they kind of given each other a look. I kind of wish that we'd had uh, Brother Theo uh, right, kind of right, walk past, right. and, and the two of them kind of give each other kind of a look. You know, that would be that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Drawl's a little. Uh, you know, he's 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 campy. He's he's you know, like you said, he's he's playing to the rafters he's that's right uh but and that's usually not the kind of thing that i like i would like more of a solemn kind of character in this role but but he does it for right. me I, I, right. I can't explain it yeah you know I, I i hope that that the listeners of our show will be able to kind of walk us through how they think about these things because what we have in john shuck's drawl is over-the-top scenery chewing mustache twirling <laughs> And sort of general campiness that somehow works. Yes. And what we have with um, Stacy Shattuck? Uh, Sherry Shattuck. Sherry Shattuck's uh, Julie... Mosante. Uh, Mosante is the exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do not want to see any more of these characters <laughs> on this program. She's really pushing the same notes that all the previous Nightwatch folks have done, you know, in the in the the end of season two when we had the the officer come back in and and sort of check in and lean hard on on zach and right. others it's right it's the same kind of uh, the, the rhetoric is ramped up a little bit when, you know especially where she talks about we may have to suspend some basic freedoms and rights for the for the on the short term in order to to get everybody back to ideological purity um you know, it's right it's, it's definitely you know, it's it's getting that marching along through the 30s a little more, uh, you know, Germany kind of feel to the rhetoric. Right. Such that if someone were to walk into that room without having already been part of the Night Watch, they would be shocked. But I think we're supposed to get the, the, the sense that, you know, it's the it's the frog boiling effect. Where right. you know, we've been in this thing for so long. Okay, this is sounding this is sounding normal to us. It's been it's been the so far uh, out of the the realm of the ordinary for so long that this is our new normal. Right, right. And you know, this kind uh, of elevation or escalation no longer alarms us. R- r- right, we're we're three acts into a five act play. And we can't really remember what it was like before we started. And this is an incremental ramping of where we were three months ago or four months ago in time. So, yeah, we're turning the heat up, but the frog is still not aware yeah. of it. Yeah, and it right? probably it's not as my guess is it's not as jarring to the people in that room as it is to us, the viewers who haven't had that gradual increase over time. I mean, we do see right. some some looks exchanged by some of the people in that room that uh, maybe I'm misreading it, but it looked like they weren't, a couple of them weren't necessarily buying into it. There were some skeptical looks flying around that room. But, totally. But Zach certainly seemed at first to be on board. Yeah. Yeah. Zach's, Zach's continuing to struggle with his moral journey, isn't he? He definitely is. Yeah. He definitely is. Although I think at the very end where he asks about uh, code 
R seven seven R seven R whatever it was. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't he doesn't sell out Garibaldi and the others. Right. You know that. Okay, that's one of those things. You know, like we talk about with with Londo, it kind of gives me a little hope that he's right. he's still holding on to a piece there. Like, okay, well, I know something weird is up here, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw everybody under the bus right away. Right. Right. Um, the um, the way that the story is developing the politics of what's going on on Earth. I, I needed a, a lot of a lot of thinking about and sort of mentally unpacking to understand it from a from the perspective of a fictional narrative. Okay, mm-hmm. you were talking about well, you know, look look at how Germany was very rapidly transformed from 1933 to 1934 to 35. You know, mm-hmm. the Germany of 1933 that the Nazis win a. Um, you know, win, win, win the most seats, you know, in the Reichstag. But it's not like they were, uh, you know, a one-party state, right? right? Uh, you know, in, in sort of 15 months after that, yeah, it's all, it's all been transformed into a one-party, you, know, um, uh, you know, kind of Nazi political, social, cultural operation, right? Mm-hmm. And... The opposition had to go to ground or had to flee the country or whatever, right? Right. And and so I'm wondering, as we're hearing what's clearly the perspective of the administration, right? She she clearly is meant to be seen as the surrogate for Clark's administration. Right. 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 She is a Clarkian. Right. Right. Clark's values, what, you know, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So we understand what the administration's values are. We keep seeing them. We keep seeing them ramp it up. Right. Right. The xenophobia, the racism, Marzi's. Right. Yeah. You know, th- th- this kind of thing. Right. It continues to ramp. Well, that totally parallels Nazism. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, which is, of course, the reference Right, right, you know, right. you 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 want to, uh, you know, Chris and I are both, you know, historians. So, from any vantage point, our natural tendency is to look backwards, not to look forwards. Mm-hmm. Right. So you you probably will not get a lot of us talking about present day politics in the United States or elsewhere, right? Because we're looking from the cultural legacy perspective. Where is this coming from? And what in fiction does it, you know, does it influence, right? Sure. Um, so b- b- back, to my, uh, back to my main point, which is if we're seeing the president's point of view being expressed in friendly news media, in a politicized bureaucracy that clearly he controls, the smart thing to do, it seems to me, would be to Show us where the opposition is fleeing, right? Right. What does the opposition look like? Because there's right. always opposition, always. Oh, there was absolutely. opposition to the Nazis the entire time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm going to break my the commandment I just said 45 seconds ago. There are opposition figures to the North Korean regime, mm-hmm. 
right? There were up as there were there's opponents to Bashir Assad and on and on and on. Every government, no matter how tightly locked down they think something is, have opposition. Right, but you know, let's take that North Korea example you just cited. Uh, okay, how much do we here in the U.S. get exposure to that opposition? Uh, right, know, only the occasional defector, or right. the occasional piece of propaganda that goes awry, or something like right. that. You know, it's it, even though it, 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 Earth may not, or it, certainly at this point, Earth is not, you know, in full full-blown Nazi state. Clark mode, you right. Know, it's not, you know, everybody is on the same page. Yeah, of course, there, there's opposition, but but how does word of that, how do the people who are opposing that interact with the station? You know, right. all of the representatives coming to the station are going to be from, uh, re- as you said, reflecting the official government's uh, priorities, philosophies, etc., Right. The news media. Um, we did see that handful of uh, telepaths that were fleeing yes. uh, last season. And maybe we'll see some other kinds of refugees or people coming in saying, it's nasty back there. We don't, you know, we're, we're just going for going out to wherever we can go. Um, right. You know, just kind of fleeing the situation. But I don't, I, I don't know where, where you would get that perspective from in this in this show, um, and maybe yeah. it'll come in in an angle that I'm not aware of. If if this weren't a, uh, an official kind of government station, or if this were closer to Earth, there might be opportunity to get other kinds of uh, other kinds of media, other kinds of of interaction. If this were you know, a, a base on on the moon or on Mars or, or something like that. Yeah. People, you know, the, again, these these uh, these these folks might be fleeing or trying to drum up support there. That's probably where we'll see if we get if we get anything would be someone uh, someone coming to the station to try to to get some support, probably from one of the other aliens, uh, right? Alien governments to back their resistance on Earth. Right, because they're not going to come to Sheridan because well, he's you know, he's he's Earth. He's Gov. an agent he's, of EarthGov. Yeah, he's not going to help us out. They don't know they you know. Yeah, they don't know what he's doing. Right, right, and from a distance, he's just going to seem like well, yeah, I mean, he he's the military governor of Babylon Five. Yeah, if if he right. if he had any if he disagreed with the opinions, he would he would have resigned already. Yeah, precisely the Clark administration. So precisely. So clearly, we can't trust him. We you know, we better go and ask the. Uh, I don't know. Ask the Mimbari. That seems pretty dangerous. Ten years after, the, twelve years after the war. Yeah. Uh, the yeah you can't ask seems, the Centauri because yeah. they've signed a treaty with Clark's government. Yep. The Narn aren't right. going to be much help right now. Right. Non-aligned the Vorlons. The Vorlons are yeah. not even worth talking to. Non-aligned worlds. Sure. Yeah. The, right. You know, the Drazi right. maybe. We, yeah. Mm. Now, 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 a couple of points, Chris. Yeah. Um, I, everything that you said, I, I, I take hundred percent. Okay. Good. Let me. First time for everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll remember back to episode, season one, episode one, I think, where they're talking about the presidential election. Mm-hmm. And Susan Ivanova says, I think I'm going to vote for Marie Crane. I think that was her name. Okay. Right. The, in other yeah. words, the, the candidate who lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I'm writing this story mm. and I've got a five-year arc, I have her... Maybe yeah. 
be hunted to Babylon 5. I have her go into exile with the Mimbari, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. show me that there is an opposition. Yep. And that it's doing something. Yeah. It may not be very effective. Do yeah. it as a news, put it on the, you know, universe today. Yeah. Right? Just get right. us a mention of it somewhere. Right. Yeah. Show me something. That would make sense if you've you know, got, you don't, it's, it's Chekhov's political opponent. You don't, you don't mention the name of the, of the person who lost unless you're planning to use her down the road. Right. In, in theory. Right. That would be a good, that would be a good thing to, uh, uh, to bring back. We did get Clark's doctor on yes. the run. And that um, was fine. Yeah. Right. But that was more a personal thing. Right. Than a than a yeah. unified political opposition, right? Yeah. Um, the the second point that I would uh, that I would uh, kind of offer is what might what might opposition with within the within the bureaucracy look like, right? Mm-hmm. Because the the governing institutions of countries that have been taken over by a totalitarian party, all of those bureaucracies need to be purged. Sure. Right? Um, and sometimes they're purged effectively. Sometimes they're not purged effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and is that going on? Is that happening? You know, well, we, we don't th- get the sense that they're rounding up and executing people. In, right in on Earth at this point, that would right. be it would be you know a few more steps down the road from what uh, from what Masante is is uh, is proclaiming. I don't yeah. think that's happening. But purging, as far as driving them out of office, um, I would think that would be uh, that yeah. would be going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the you know the purging of the language when she's having dinner with Sheridan and she's talking. Yes. Well, you know, we, you know, we're going to redefine things. Mm-hmm. When did all this right. happen? When we rewrote the dictionary thought that was yeah. a nice a nice little yeah, line was, a nice little nod right yeah um, you know he's clearly you know jms knows his orwell oh right? yeah you know and and this definitely reads you know a bit like you know pre-1984 you know like 1982 maybe yeah right but maybe even a bit more like like animal farm mm-hmm. um an, another uh, uh another maybe perspective that i might that I might offer. Um, when we think about John Sheridan, you and I riffed in the pre-show. Why doesn't he have a chief of staff? Right? Why doesn't he already have a political yeah. officer, you know, he's, who's he's, not so obviously evil as she is, <laughs> yeah, to help him do the work? He's in a... And I think we... We asked about this going all the way back to Sinclair, uh, yeah. you know, that this is really uh, the kind of place where you need someone who's going to be diplomatically representing Earth. You know, why? Okay, sh- sure, we've got a governor. We've got a military governor of the station. Why doesn't right. Earth have an ambassador there as well? You know, this, we, why, is, right. why is Sheridan considered to be doing double duty? Right. You know, every, everybody else has an ambassador. You know who's clearly there to do the political stuff, right? Uh, you know it would make sense that Earth would, as well. It w- yeah, it, and you, you know, you know, and that person could be could have, you know, probably would have been replaced. You know, if it was a presidential or, or some sort of, 
committee right. appointee, we could have had someone underneath the, the Santiago administration exactly. get recalled and replaced exactly you know, at the same time that, that uh, Sinclair was recalled. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the military governor of the most important space station administered by the Earth administration the leader of that station should already have staff yeah. who would help him. Especially where he's stepped on Earth toes a number of <laughs> yeah, times right, already. Right, you right. Know, they, you, I, why wait this long to install a political officer? You know, right. Even if you didn't have one from, from day one. I mean, the, the assumption is you didn't have one from day one because people were expecting slash wanting the Babylon project to fail. That's right. Yeah, they didn't yeah. really give it enough, you know, credence, you know, enough weight. Why bother sending an ambassador? We'll just put a military guy out there. He'll take care of it. It's fine. The whole thing will be done in a year. The, exactly. Which we, we saw a lot of content about that. Right. Yeah. Um, That's so, the only reason I can think of why there why there wasn't diplomatic staff there already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. It's not important enough. Right. Right. But it is important enough as things move along and Sheridan right. is making enough waves. Sinclair made waves. Sheridan yes. continues to make waves. Uh, you know, that, you know, Earth is going to definitely going to want to drop somebody in. Maybe this is the first opportunity they had to, to send somebody out there. But uh, I, I would... I would have, uh, I say this about almost every representative of Earth that comes through, I would like <laughs> this person to have some element of subtlety. Yes. Um, and not just, you know, banging on the fascism drum. Uh, right. As, as loud and as hard as they can. Uh, like right. we've had, oh, every Earth representative come through with the exception of Tucker, you know, Smallwood. And Tucker the, Smallwoods, and, yeah. And the one other person last season, I can't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, when... When Nazis play to other Nazis, they're in full Nazi mode. Mm -hmm. But when these folks go overseas, they dial all that back. They, you know, you know, it's, you have to know your audience. Right. Uh, yeah. But, but now if we she's only... trying to manipulate him. Yeah. Surely she has a personality profile. Right. And. Everything she does is totally unsuited to manipulating John Sheridan. True. I mean, he isn't a he isn't a space rogue. He's <laughs> not he's not James T. Kirk. Right. In the original series, right? Why do you think? Well, I will disrobe now in your quarters. Of course, he's going to have nine hundred different ways of saying no. Yeah. He pines for his dead wife. That would have worked on Kirk. It would have worked. Would have worked on Kirk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. You know he's a Narn sympathizer. You already know. Mm -hmm. Because of the way he acted at the end of season two. Right. Right? So why, why not use something like that to try to manipulate him into your good graces? True. So, and, but again, that, yeah, would have, that would have maybe moved 
the story in a different direction. And yeah, I, and, you're right. And that's not what was happening in this in this episode. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's treading water. It's a, okay. We've got the introduction of the first ones, great, but it really feels like this is this is a filler. Yeah, this is more of a filler episode. Yeah, and we'll see what they do with the uh, you know with the politics going forward. I mean, they withdrew yeah. her back to Earth, which also didn't make any sense to me. Um, well, you've got they they leak that whole you know trans and and my my brain refused to engage the you know recording some yeah, sort right. of time vision through the the great machine and 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 that you know being acceptable evidence in some way shape or okay it's not evidence because it's just leaked out you know they, right. they do a space wiki leaks kind of thing and drop it right drop it out there so everything at home is is ooh, everything's up in the air yeah. uh yeah. but uh was that supposed to be morden's voice that was talking to boy that sure sounded or, like his voice, i wasn't sure it? who it was um yeah yeah looking at the i'm looking right now at the um lurker's guide page and it, and it, it suggests that was morden but i it wasn't wasn't completely clear to me. I have issues yeah. with recognizing I, voices. I, uh, I went back a few times and listened again. Yeah, I think it was his voice. But uh, yeah, the, the the concept of of recording a psychic vision that has mm. static in it that's mm. okay. okay and timestamps. Yeah. I'm not or ident- right. identification stamps. I, I, okay, I yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna let that one go and and uh, repeat right. to myself. Uh, I should really just relax. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cite uh, uh, a bit of Douglas Adams here. Mm-hmm. What's one more droplet in a raging torrent? Mm-hmm. Right. True. Fair. <laughs> there's, there's already enough for me to go. What the f? Yeah. About about well, where the, what this episode? Yeah. You know, the great fine. machine's gonna break all the rules. It's it's the great it's machine a big, breaks it's a magic all rules. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's fine. Before it's we fine. go though today. Yes, sir. Please. Uh, I haven't done an IMDb corner in a while. Oh, good grief. Now, is this about Shattuck? This is about Shattuck. Okay, because John and I, when we were watching the episode, we were like, why do we know her? The name didn't make any sense. The name nope. didn't ring any bells. So nope. tell me. You know, looking at her IMDb profile, uh-huh. I don't know that I've seen anything that she was in except okay. her very first credit. Go. She was the woman in the uh, video by the band 38 Special, Caught Up in You. <laughs> Which I then went back and watched. And okay, yep. yeah, I can see it's her. She doesn't look like yep. she's aged a bit, you know, between 1995 and uh, this was probably like 83 or something, the 38 special. Yeah, uh, right. So around. say 15 years. Yeah. Doesn't look like she aged a day between those two. Yeah. Those Some two people are just, they just have those genetics. Yeah. Right? Yep. She's yeah, appeared I mean, on a lot of soap operas. She's gone on to write novels. Um, oh, good for her. So yeah, she's uh, she's been very active, uh, you know, since, since and apparently she was cast in the video because uh, she was a like one of the top models in the Atlanta area where where the band is from. Interesting. Thirty Eight Special was always a band that that I mean I only know two songs that they played on MTV, but they always fascinated me because they had two drummers, right? And I mean, that's, and, and like six guitarists. So I mean, it was that, like that's two, basically what yeah you know what what Thirty Eight Special is you know yeah. Um, it was like two bands, like vans crashed together and they decided to just form a new band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, a at her Twitter. Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. She's one of these ageless, just mm-hmm. ageless people. I mean, her hair is gone a little white, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. Yeah. She, 
looks, I mean, essentially the same. Yeah. One other deep you know. 80s note, that song, Go. Caught Up in You, God was originally bless. written for Survivor. Oh, that's got Survivor written all over it. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You Especially if you think of, like, the, the guitar solo and stuff. Yeah. I, I, could, I could completely hear Survivor doing that. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. 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 On that just, note. We're just reminiscing about our, our salad days of the early 1980s. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We needed to have Garibaldi in a flock of seagulls wig. Oh, that would be glorious. Yeah, or Jakar. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. you could put them all as different members of Flock of Seagulls and have that camera spinning around in the tinfoil room. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my my favorite part of this episode and we'll end this we'll end our episode with this um, was uh, Shakar getting Garibaldi up at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. The Book of Shaquan. But uh, I don't read Narn. Learn. I don't read Narn. Learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that experience. I um, I can remember being in a uh, an ancient history graduate school class, and mm-hmm. having that. Here's the book of Shaquan, but I don't read Narn. Mm-hmm. Learn it. Um, yes. That uh, I drew a very difficult topic out of basically out of a bag, and the only language in which there was useful material was Italian which mm. I did not read you you know Latin yeah you know Latin and French French so so Italian is just Latin minus French right if only that were true <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it how was, it works it was a hard assignment right yeah. you know well I, I mean as I'm as I'm sitting in the library you know death slogging my way through Italian right um, you know, all I could think to myself was, well, at least it's not all in Bulgarian. Exactly. Right? So you ca- have a, at least you have an alphabet you can recognize. <laughs> Count it as a win. I don't read yeah. Narn. Learn. Yeah. Learn. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so Chris, there it is. Uh, folks, you know where to, you know where to find us. Our Facebook group is uh, very active. And we hope that you'll share some thoughts about this episode, uh, you know, with us. Point us, point us in in the interpretive direction that we didn't we didn't bring out here. That you know, show us why we're sort of wrong about this episode. Um, I, I I get the sense that perhaps um, perhaps it's me missing something, and I hope that you'll maybe you maybe steer us in the right direction. Uh, you know, our webpage, of course, uh, you know, where you can get links and the show notes and. Um, uh, email us at uh, the name of the pod at gmail.com. Until next time. Next week, we'll be back with Dust to Dust. Dust to Dust. Until then, bye for now. Zog. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs>